I forgot the intro. What do I call it? Hello, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to One Thing at a Time. How you doing, Olivia? Oh, my God. I completely forgot how I started. I'm leaving that in because that's too funny. Um, I'm doing good, obviously. I'm having a little bit of a brain fart moment, but that's totally fine. How are you? I'm good. I literally saw the entire, like... Then the fear and like the blankness in your face when you just like stared at me and stared at the, the computer. <laughs> um, that was funny. Top 10 scariest moments. Yeah. That and when you run out of poses at a session and you're just like, uh, 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 can I have you walk again? Yeah, that's yeah, one. yeah. calling me out. High key. No, that's me. At weddings, it doesn't like a let me take over. I can't think. <laughs> Um, so, um, everybody, me and Olivia want to start something new and fun. We want to ask each other entrepreneur slash fun questions having to do with business, like, as an icebreaker. So, each week we're going to ask each other a fun question because I love, like, I was one of those people that loved playing, like, 20 questions. But, like, I didn't like the, will you be my girlfriend? 20 questions. Like, the actual, like, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite animal? That junk. Like, the BuzzFeed questions on Facebook. Mwah, love it. So. So, you want to go first? I'm going to go first. Okay. okay. What is your favorite aspect of being an entrepreneur? Making my own schedule not having to work with others. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I knew you were going to say making my own schedule or, like, not dealing with people because that's, like, my favorite. Is, well, like, I mean, I still have to deal with people in the aspect of, like, my clients, but, like, that's that different. is doable. They're not yeah. – you're working, like – you're working by them. Like, you're working well, – not for them, but it's a different than, like, working with people that you're – using the same like you're doing the same thing and you're trying to accomplish the same thing if that makes sense like if you have a co-worker it's not like you have co-workers co-workers suck unless you're yeah. Emilia. oh my gosh I'm the best co-worker actually honestly probably people would say I'm not but it's, right. it's fine I don't know I just don't um I'm there to do a job I'm not there to make friends and so like I've never been the type of person to be friends with my coworkers. At one of my jobs, I was, and that's it. Yeah. Oh, wh- what was your question to me? I haven't asked it. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> enough talking about yourself, Olivia. <laughs> Sorry. It's an all about me show today. Um, okay, Haley. In 10 years, will you be proud of what you're doing now? Ooh. That's a good one. Um, yes, I think so. I would say so. Yeah, 100%. But I think I, I I want to be able to get to a point where, like, I'm prouder every year of myself from where I've come. Yeah, so. I mean, if you start being disappointed in yourself, maybe you need to reflect. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, Haley and I plan on being controversial this episode. So, Again. if you don't like... <laughs> Again. If you don't like us being controversial, maybe click off. Um, if you well, want your feelings hurt, stay. So, I mean, it's up to you. Okay. So, this is a, a touchy subject. It's community over competition. And I think that there's a lot of 
controversy behind it because there's like old ways of thinking and like new ways of thinking for business. Well, I think the whole reason why it's so controversial is because you have the newer photographers coming in that have a different mindset of thinking than the older people. And when I say older people, I mean like older photographers that like literally worked with film, like 30 and up. Yes. So it's just a little bit different Um, because the newer photographers like me, like, like us, like 21st century photographers, okay, that are 20, you know, whatever. Millennials. We're not millennials. We're Gen Z. Whatever. Millennials, Gen Z, those type of photographers. No, 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 no. Millennials is like my mom, your mom. Millennials. My mother isn't, your mother is not a millennial. What? No, what? Look up the year. Hold up. Millennials are, I'm pretty sure, like. Millennial. Well, anyways, while she's year olds, thirty year olds, yes, but your mother is not thirty. Nineteen eighty one to nineteen ninety six. Yep. Dang. So what? Ew. What is my mom? She's the generation before it. (laughs) Oh, okay. So in between baby boomer or Gen X. Yes. Gen X, okay. Uh, yes, that's our parents. So Gen X and millennials are the ones that have this old thinking, but 1996 and above. So 1996. Gen Z, which, which I'm pretty sure that we are Gen Z, but they haven't named the upcoming generations, if that makes any sense. Like from, two, like from 1996, from 2000, and I think – Seven or eight or ten is the cutoff for Gen Z, and they haven't they haven't named the other generations yet because they're not old enough. I think they want to be named like Rainbow or something like that. I'm dead serious. I read an article about it. I was like, okay. Anyways, they just have a different mindset of thinking because they had to deal with film when we necessarily didn't have to deal with all that stuff. So you'll see people on like Haley, hi. I'm, I swear. Depending on do not disturb, don't worry. Um, well, it's not even just, like, it's not even just that they worked with film. It's that they worked with a scarcity mindset that it's, like, if I don't get this client, then, like, I won't be able to feed my, my kids. And, like, they think that there's nobody that's going to work with them and that they're the only photographer, so they have to get the client. So, like... It's like a, instead of having an abundance mindset that it's like what we have now, they're in very much like scarcity. Like I have to get what I can when I can get it. It doesn't matter how. And that's very generational mm-hmm. too because of all the things that happened in their generation, which is totally fine. Um, but uh, oh my God. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, honestly, so my grandfather was born in the Great Depression so, like, he had a scarcity mindset because he was eating broth. Like, he tells me about the stories he was, like, he had when he was a kid and how he had to eat, like, spam sandwiches. And so he raised my parents in that same mindset, even if it wasn't necessarily the exact same, 
he he grew up like zero to 18 the most important years with a scarcity mindset that that's going to influence how he parents yes and i feel like the baby boomer generation was so hard on their kids and that's why our generations are a bunch of softies because our parents wanted their kids to have better that's what i think anyways i think that it's slowly getting better because like baby boomers were teaching the what's it called gen x or whatever our parents and they i think they it was like a a different transition between the wars and like a bunch of different stuff that it's eventually gotten softer because we still had like the vietnam war when it came to like gen gen x i think it is or yeah gen x but i don't know it's it's i feel like we're getting better but we're almost getting worse because we're so like sensitive now no one can like take a joke nobody can have true freedom of speech nobody well i just think we're getting dumber because look at what i'm holding this iphone sorry we're going on a tangent but this iphone literally does everything for me oh yeah like it'll tell me my next poop if i wanted to you know it really will it really will. So it's just like we're a little bit more reliant on technology than they were. Um, but it's all like every industry is like this. So it's not just photography, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's – sorry. We got on our box about our generation. But if you ask me, I don't like our generation and I wish that we weren't classified in it because – to have an in-between like from the transition out of millennial – into gen z like there's a strange like four or five year transition that was like we still grew up when there was no iphones there was like still like the iphone hadn't i think it was made but it was not mass produced like by any means like i remember my mom getting the first iphone and like the picture quality was like so amazing compared to like the pixelated flip phones like yeah we were in that era we did the we blackberries yeah the blackberries androids like i remember specifically being like yeah what an android like flip phone That's well so we still had cassettes yeah too, in school so yeah. it's not like vhs I mean, it's just it. different i think i got my first ipod in fifth grade because yeah, iPods were a thing. Because in fifth grade, what year was that? Oh, gosh. 2010? 2009? I don't even know. But, like, it was just, it was coming up and everybody wanted an iPhone. Everybody. Mm-hmm. It just It was just a, a cultural reset. Yeah. Faux show. Faux show. Um... So I do think okay. So the whole you know gist of the episode is community over competition. Obviously, we've been talking about tan side tangents of that, but that's okay. Um, one thing that I would say is you're gonna get a lot further when you have friends and you have help. Like that's the point of having community over competition because when you're putting. Like, you want to have a community where if you need to know, 
like how to do something you can go and you can find it like through free education through paid education like you'll you'll want to have people that you're like hey like how does this look like good constructive criticism you'll be able to make friends that's literally how me and olivia became to be friends because we put community over competition like we didn't view each other as competition we viewed each other as two photographers that were friends and like still like when olivia gets a wedding i'm just as excited as when i get a wedding i'm not like oh my gosh olivia's stealing my clients like i don't think like that at all and i think that a lot of photographers think as though they're holier than thou they're the best of the best and that like they there's not enough couples i mean there's too many couples for to be one for for there to be one photographer ever you know what i mean there needs to be a lot of photographers because there's for every one photographer there's two couples okay so it wasn't okay they facebook groups have been along for a while but it wasn't until like 2017 that they were used to like for like marketing and business and like that type they were more for like the weirdos that did like larping and like group chats and stuff but no offense i'm just saying so it's it was still a new concept even like three four years ago when we were starting out and we wanted to know more it was still a lot of the older people because older people use facebook they were getting on there and they were trying to i don't know find clients and in the process came across a group that ended up they were mean in it i don't understand how someone can think that they're the only good photographer and they can they alone can serve 400 million couples i think i know what group you're talking about and i have since left um which one there's so many oh well i left cassidy lynn i'm I'm just gonna say i'm gonna keep this in but i left cassidy lynn's group um probably a year ago now because a bunch of people i mean obviously she got bigger and so a bunch of people started getting accepted in and then we would there would be those people that were like well you should do it this way because i've done it this way for 20 plus years and it's always worked for me okay but that's not gonna work for me you know people are just so mean and they they instead of coming from a place of like constructive criticism it's just straight up mean criticism because they don't want to see you succeed they just want their own success well and the biggest thing that i see older um photographers talking about is because they have the scarcity mindset is why do you guys overshoot so much it's just as simple to take a hundred pictures and then not have to edit girly what what do you mean it's so easy to overshoot because we have technology that can help us fix it Mm -hmm. like it's just like they don't they don't understand and they just made a new um like a brand new i don't even think i've talked to you about this a brand new camera it's some different type of it's a very expensive camera but it syncs with lightroom hey that's pretty cool so as you're shooting it's it's putting your edits on them that's pretty cool like (laughs) It's legit. And they have now apps that you can download onto the newer. Like, that's how far technology's been. So, if if it's more convenient for me and if it works for me to deliver a 2100 picture gallery. Yikes, (laughs) Missy. Then I'm going to do that versus giving someone, like, 
hundred pictures and and making them pay for them. You know what I mean? There's so many different ways that they've done things in the past. Photographers still nowadays, like a lot of boudoir people do this, a lot of newborn photographers do this. They pay for the shoot. And and proofs. Hmm? Proofs. Is that what you're talking about? Is that what they call them? That yeah. they take they pay like let's say a thousand dollars for a newborn session. Yeah. And then they only get to choose thirty. Yes, that's proofs. Yeah. I don't And I, I think that's wrong. I hundred percent. Like we are here not to just bash, but we're bashing because I hate that. Proofs are only for schools. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that it's wrong to make people pay extra for pictures that when you could just include it in your price. Um it's just wrong. Like it's it's price gouging is what it I is. I think that if you want to be a budget budget bride photographer like let's say there's someone out there that's like i want to work for like the budget brides like i want to work for someone that's any budget i think that you can do that because for someone that's a budget bride they're like okay well i'm not going to use two thousand photos and i don't want to pay five thousand dollars to get those two thousand photos i'd rather just pay a hundred dollars for 30 and i get to pick which ones i get which ones i don't get but at the end of the day i'm only going to use 30 and I'm only going to look back on this many. I think that's the only way that that would be beneficial. But I think it's different if you aren't transparent. Oh, well, you're not you're not being transparent a lot of the time like I get questions now that's like people ask me, "Hey, do you do like do I have to pay anything else for the photos?" So I'm like, "No." Like you don't oh, have to I pay get the high all the time. Resume. You are not. You do not have to pay for high resolution photos. Yeah, I get those questions all the time, and I'm like, nope. What you see listed on my pricing guide is what you get. I'm not gonna cut corners with you. And if it if if it's something that like fees, I'm gonna tell you there. Mm-hmm. Like, no. I make my not. packages completely all inclusive, so I don't hit that. Oh, by the way, it's also seven percent. Oh, by the way, it's also going to be an extra ten dollars for every mile, or it's going to be oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. And next thing you know, your two, your one hundred and twenty five dollar session you thought you were getting a deal on is now like four hundred and fifty dollars. Mm-hmm. So that makes me irritated because, but I mean, it's social media in general. Okay, like it can either be a really really good place or really really bad place. Like there's. There's no in between. It's either you find people like Olivia and me that we met and it's amazing and we've always lifted each other up or it's like the flip side where people are just tearing other people down. I don't know what's going on with me. She is just a yawning girly. I guess. I don't know. (laughs) My eyes are watering now, but I just um, social media is what you make it. And um, I think it really depends on your mindset because this is how, not to get on my little side tangents, but this is how people get, um, and I can say this, so don't come for me, but this is how people get body dysmorphia. Because if you follow people like Kylie Jenner or just Instagram models with beautiful bodies and that's all you see, and then you start comparing yourself then that's toxic. You need to follow people that support you 
And if it makes you feel bad about yourself, unfollow them? Question mark? Like, that's yeah. a simple task. I, um, I think we talked – this is kind of going to imposter syndrome a little bit. But, like, you, we've talked about this on previous episodes that you – you are what you like look at almost so if you're looking at constantly like Kylie Jenner and all the uh, all the Kardashians and you you put yourself in a mindset of like oh like I want to be like this I want to like you're gonna start wanting to be that and you're going to like question your self-worth and like that's the same with like photographers like you see, oh, I want to be like India Earl in like Indie Blue. And um, did you see that she got married? Are you kidding me? Of course I know that she got married. <laughs> oh my god! I'm yes, hundred percent. Her wedding is stunning. Yeah, stunning. I know. She used to be a wedding videographer, so mm-hmm. like she knows. She, oh, knows. she knows. Anyways, sorry. No, you're good. I was just gonna say that the industry the photography like social media follow people that you're inspired by you're not envious by if you're envious and you start like feeling resentment unfollow because that's not that doesn't do good for anybody like at all like do not be jealous I mean get yourself to a point where you're confident enough to deal with the negativity even if it's just within yourself just unfollow follow people that you're inspired 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 by and find different avenues to be inspired by not just instagram and facebook so yeah yeah and you know in the real world followers don't matter and if you you know if you lose a follower who cares i lose all the followers all the time and and like at the end of the day, you don't want people following you that don't want to see your work. Like you're only posting to get clients and to get business. And at the end of the day, if I have 200 followers, but I'm making $300,000 in clients every year, then that's what I'm going to want. I'd rather take that over 20,000 followers and I get one booking every year. Right. And Instagram is just kind of like a false reality. Like people who have that many followers, you don't know how much they're booking. They could be lying, you know? Yeah, 100%. It's just don't compare yourself to people um, on it, on any social media because yeah. I think it's all fake. That's why I hate like this whole meta deal and whatnot. Like it's not – it's not going to end well because – can we talk about can we talk about bragging oh yes so i'm not one to be like okay quit bragging or whatever but when you constantly do it it's bragging like if you're happy about booking somewhere at a beautiful venue by all means be so happy and be like i can't wait to shoot here but it gets to a point where it's bragging and it's obvious bragging, and it's all that's going to do is deter people from you. Um, and this kind of goes into imposter syndrome. But people will see that. And it's not like you should care about what other people think. But you need to be mindful, like, being like, oh, my gosh, we just booked our 100th million wedding today. Yay. So happy. It's just – it's to a point where it's just like – okay we get it 
Like you're making, 100%. you know what I mean? Like you don't have to so. tell the whole world that you're booking so many weddings. It's like it's different when it's like once a year you're like this job is taking me to 30 different countries, five different states. Um, and I've met 200 couples that I love so dearly. Like, thank you for letting me do what I do. Let me keep doing it. That's different. But there comes a point where it's like you're trying to you're insecure and you're overcompensating for something. And it's, like, quite obvious, and it just makes other people not want to follow you or be friends with you. I feel like it's just a a ploy to show people how successful you are. Successful in quotations. Quotes, because it's just a successful person is not also a bragging person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I don't see Elon Musk, like – going on interviews and being like yeah i'm the richest person ever because i'm so smart and i'm just successful and like this 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 and this no you have to be humble in some way but like it's just trying to tell you how to run your business but if you want people to follow you and like you then like bro come on that's all i gotta say that was just that was just like a hot topic on my brain because i see a bunch of people in general do it and it's just it grinds me over like two shreds and it's just I because I can understand how it feels looking in on a different perspective of someone starting out and being like oh why am I not booking yeah why am I not doing this why am I not doing that and that feeds into imposter syndrome and also community like it's just we're a whole big community just don't just don't, you know? I yeah, I agree. Um I did want to bring another point. Um Okay, so when it comes to community over competition, like a lot of there you need to set boundaries, of course. Like there gets to a point when you're in your business that you can't answer every DM and give people the undivided attention that you want to. It's just not possible. Like I'm going to start a yawn counter. How many is that? Five? I don't know a lot. But I say that because I've gotten DMs in the past of people being like, how did you do what you do? And I'm like, like, I offer mentor sessions. Like, we can sit down and talk about it. But, like, for your your, someone picking your brain is, like, that's inevitably your time, money, all of the work, hard work that you've put in. And you need to charge for that. So, of course, granted, if, like, if you have, like, 200 photographers you're just now starting and, like, someone reaches out and is like, hey, how would you do this? How did how do you do this? Like, create a relationship. But if, if I'm going to reach out to someone like Cassidy Lynn and be like, how did you start? Like, she – I don't expect them to answer because they're – that's their time. Like, you need to pay them. It's not – at that point, it's – it's disrespectful to expect someone to just drop everything and kind of cater to your needs when you're not willing to pay, if that makes sense. And it brings me to, like, don't expect discounts from those people. Don't expect discounts in general because, like, why like why would you need a discount like if you can't afford like photography is a luxury we've said this in the past but it's truly a luxury and if you can't afford it even if you're a photographer especially if you're a photographer you should know better so Mm -hmm. 
That's how I feel. Like, if I went to... Um, I'm just going to use you as an example because, I mean, I we've had this conversation before, but I don't. I refuse. But if I went to you and I was like, hey, I want some pictures, I would expect to pay full price. You wouldn't let me, but I would still Absolutely. expect it. <laughs> like me and Olivia, we'll do sessions like our branding session we split everything like half and half but I ended up wanting a session so I was like hey Olivia can I just pay for this and you give me my session and she's like yeah sure so that's what we did even though Olivia is my best friend and I don't like she I'm gonna pay her because that's her time that's her energy that's her brain that's her excellence and I love her so much and she deserves the money (laughs) like don't just I'm not gonna say hey can you do like this wedding for me this weekend like for free like no what no and that that also ties into second shooting and like we can get on our soapboxes about that but second shooting prices are based off of your experience level like you second shooting like the person second shooting so even if i'm making a 10k wedding like uh, if you are a new photographer like when i say a new photographer i mean like a year or under like never really have done a wedding more than like 10 weddings or below 10 weddings yourself like you don't need to expect like getting three four hundred dollars for a six to eight hour wedding granted like if it's I don't know, maybe in like a different country and you're needed for eight hours, 10 hours, then of course you'll be compensated for that. But especially when you're first starting out, you need to take what you can get, especially because it's like it's rough in these streets. Like you need to learn how to like survival of the fittest, my man. And I know Olivia has a lot to add to this. Well, I just have a whole soapbox that people probably don't want me to say good on it girl but and also people I know especially me I have a hard time finding second shooters that I like and that's probably just because I only work with Haley and when I do find second shooters that I like I like to stick with those people but sometimes it's just like sometimes we need to find other second shooters and I've come across people that are like very nasty about entitled um, they're entitled. entitled about what they think that they should be making um but i don't want to keep going on but cuz i'll get mean so i won't but i just want to say if you come across a situation where you can't accept the pay because it just won't work be nice like be nice about it be like actually you know I don't think I'll be able to blah 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 whatever don't be like no like this pay is not gonna work for me um blah 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 and I don't care I don't care just just tell me no and let's move and on there's a difference between like a client being like hey la 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 and you being like no like I'm worth my the, I'm worth more than that but when you're like a contracted second shooter you're representing someone else's brand like it's you literally have to show up click a button be there be present and then you go home and that's it like don't expect the industry standards 10 to 30 dollars an hour depending on your experience level and like I remember 
like I don't even think I you did you pay me the first wedding I helped you do or no uh yes but it wasn't like you said I'll take whatever and then I'll just help you it wasn't like a whole like yeah like money I didn't expect any money because I was like helping Olivia Olivia was helping me it was mutual beneficial but if she didn't pay me a dime like I would have been fine with it if Olivia truly like came to me and said hey I need your help with this wedding I cannot pay you but I'll make it up to you or something like that I would a hundred percent hands down help her in any way I possibly can and I've totally done that too where I've offered to help people knowing that I wasn't gonna get paid like you've done a wedding for me that's unpaid I was like girl I can't pay you this time but I'll pay you next time (laughs) but it's it's mainly for you know my experience you know I'm going to help you but I'm also there for the experience of getting better so yeah. it was beneficial for yeah. me also. Even and then there are photographers that will pay pay other photographers to go to their weddings with them because that's how valuable like second shooting is. So it's almost a privilege to be asked. I mean granted if it's like a ghetto trashy backyard bash it's probably not the best, but there are certain venues that are dream venues that you have to wear like black tie, very nice. You need a coat to go, like you need to look the part. And I think that it's almost a privilege to be asked to go sometimes. So it's kind of frustrating when people don't understand that because I I don't get how someone – granted, if someone that was like, let's say – I don't know. We've said who's a who's a photographer? A famous photographer. Don Charles. Don Charles. Okay, let's say Don Charles texted me and was like, Hey, um, I need to do this wedding. I need you to help me do this wedding in Colorado. Girl, I would do it unpaid. I'd say, What when am I going on flight? I know me too. I would do it unpaid. (laughs) But and she was like, Hey, but the only thing I can pay you is a hundred dollars. Like that's all I have. If, obviously, in my situation, I'd say I, I can just be there. Like, I, you don't even have to pay me. But I would say, you know, I'm unfortunately, like, I feel like I'm worth more. Like, if you feel like you're truly getting cheated, then that's one thing. Like, hey, you know what? This is my typical rate, so I'm unable to, like, attend. Or so- there's nice ways to go about it. But... There's a difference between like truly getting paid like thirty dollars when it clearly is like a like a three thousand dollar wedding. Like you're getting you're pay you're charging the clients charging or paying that much for you, if that makes sense. But I don't know, there's way there's do's, there's don'ts, like you kinda just there's too many entitled people. And you also have to take into consideration, like if you do get asked to be a second shooter, you also have to take into consideration that Maybe the people want to pay you more. They just can't because if I am making, um, if this is hypothetical, but if I'm making eight hundred dollars off of a wedding, which I'm at one point we were, uh, we were right, exactly. I'm not going to pay you three hundred dollars because guess what my takeaway would be five. Like, and, and and the second shooter literally showed up with the camera. Like, I would even give my second shooter a camera if they didn't have one. 
So they literally brought their camera and took pictures. So like, anyways, you go on. <laughs> That's all I was gonna say. I'm just, I'm just irritated. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be taking home anything because on my end, you also have to think about gas. Well, there goes fifty dollars. Okay, what I'm down for four fifty. Four fifty. There goes. I have to pay for Lightroom, and I have to pay for all the other stuff. Honeybug. Engagement session. Engagement session. There goes two hundred dollars. Eight one eighty five. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever I was making at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, what am I down to now? Three. Three hundred. Four. Two hundred. Oh, great. And that's okay. not your editing time. That's not your. That's not the main shooter's experience. That should be getting paid more. This is a whole t- this is a whole industry issue that I think that I mean granted you can run your business how you want so if you want to accept money you don't want to accept money if you truly people just think that they're the best and like they're not there's always someone better there's always someone better and that's not to discourage people that's just the truth so I you don't have to gauge yourself I think my one point that I want to make is because I've encountered a couple of people like this just be nice yeah if you get an offer and it just doesn't work for you be nice and if you can't think of something nice to say i would rather you not say anything at all honestly okay like yeah, i agree 100 percent. and okay hypothetically let's say you are a newer photographer and let's say you've been in business for like less than two years and you get offered an eight-hour gig for $100. And you're like, you know, it might take me $50 there and back. And then I, I'll have to, you know, take all of the photos there. And I'll probably end up getting like $8 an hour. And then you come home, whatever. At the end of the day, you're still making, let's say, like $50 after the gas you take away. And you get a full gallery. And you get experience. So did you really lose that money? It's kind of what you it's it's all about mindset and it's all about your priorities. So if like your ego is your number one priority or if your whatever is your number one priority, then you might miss out on opportunities because you're so caught up in like yourself. And that's on period. Maybe we just have like a really different way of thinking because I know that there's a ton of people out there that will never shoot for free. And that is just another thing in yes. the industry that is wrong. Um, if you tell me that you're going to Howl Farms, I'll be like, can I pay you to go there, please? Like, there's certain venues that I'm like, I will I will shoot every single wedding there ever for free. Solely going based on Farms. Period. Period. We going in January to Howl Farms. Period. 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 <laughs> And we're going back to White Fox. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. If How Farms is here. So it's beautiful there. It's beautiful there. Gosh, please. Aesthetically beautiful. Yes. We Every time, every time we get a wedding there, it's just like, ah, can't wait. Because it just takes me back, you know? I feel like it's kind of just bittersweet. Mm-hmm. Because that's where we kind of like that's not where we met but like that's where we shot our first wedding together mm-hmm. that's where it all started at the apple barn and the chapel and the chapel 
and the chapel. Um, I do want, I, I do have a final point, and it's kind of like, we can get on a soapbox about this too, but it's location sharing within this industry. Um, it all comes down to tone. So there are going to be, okay, I'm going to back up. So I was in Utah, and um, I was in Albine Basin, which is more like, it's about, I think, an hour or so north of um, Salt Lake City. And we went to go take pictures, and like we went off of this path. There were so many beautiful wildflowers. And the park ranger came up to us and was like, hey, like, listen, this is, like, this is a state park. Like, you're not able to go on these, like, beaten paths. Like, it'll, it destroys our – it destroys its beauty. And I say this because you don't think about it. Like, yes, the shots are so important, but there are certain places that you just don't go. Like, the shot's not worth it. Like, granted, like, they're probably going to mow this stupid wildflower field, and it gets not that big of a deal, but there are certain spots that get so ran through, because photographers, every photographer is like, oh, just this one shot, it's okay, like, these little patch of flowers over here, that's, it's totally fine. But, like, make sure you're staying on the path, but also, there are certain photographers that care, I guess, care about the environment more than other people, so they keep their locations like like close to the chest and they don't location share um I don't know I don't find it disrespectful or respectful to ask for a location I think that like location scouting is a whole different conversation a whole different episode because there's like these photographers spend hours and hours and hours researching these specific locations for certain clients and it's it's ultimately their right if they want to decide to share it or not. Um, I had like 40,000 points in saying what I'm saying. But at the end of it, you have to be mindful that people might not share the locations with you. And there's no need to get butthurt about it. But always leave things better than you found them. And always be mindful wherever you are going. Even if it's a super popular place and they don't care just be mindful. Yeah, I would say that there are certain um at, at first when I was first starting out, I didn't quite understand why people would not share locations, but now I do because I've seen um places get um overcrowded and ran through and just aren't cute anymore. No, not at all. And, um, so, yeah, but now I understand. So, if people don't share, just kind of just be like, okay, and then go find something better because... Google road trippers, Google, um, the Google search. Like, if you just take the picture into Google and search it, there's so many ways that you can find. But honestly, if you just drive around... You'll find stuff. Like, look out your window when you're driving. I found so many locations based off of that. But, oh, oh, I was going to tell you. There is this place, and it's called Cochran Mill. And it's um, in Noonan, Georgia. Or, not necessarily. It's in the Chattahoochee Hills. And um, 
it used to be like this beautiful place. It used to be a great place. But over the years, I, you know, I would bring my clients there, especially family sessions, because it's a great family place. But I take a family there and then they're like, oh, this is a great place to bring the kids. So then they come back a few times every year and they like love it. So they, you know, they go hiking with their family and their family is like, oh, I love this place. And then they bring other people. They go picnics. Next thing you know, this place that I took one family is now like there's 300 people that have come and it's like trashed. Like there's so much like litter there's too many people to take photos there's so much foot traffic and it's just not fun so that's just kind of how i feel about green meadows um especially right now well because it's it it's so pretty like in the fall it gets to be so pretty because there's so many trees but it's right off the highway and it's just people like when I've taken people there before, they're like, I would have not even known that this is here. Yeah. Was like, yeah, like you would literally like pass it in the blink of an eye. Um, but now so many people know about it because so many people go there. Um, and it is a preserve. So like it gets well taken care of. But there's just too many. There's too many people. And it's not enjoyable. It's not enjoyable for me and it's not enjoyable for them. So I, will I just say one thing that I do like about Green Meadow Preserve is that they have like little f- like they have paths okay throughout the whole place and even within the path there's like little divots that are like walked through like paths that like other people have done so you just go there and then you can take photos there rather than you just going and destroying some of the stuff granted it all gets ran through anyway like this is a perfect location if you want to go and then run in the middle of the field because it all gets plowed like multiple times a year so you can go ham on like not destroying it but like is the is the grass tall right now yes oh perf like, I need to send you the senior gallery I just got done with because it's, like, it was taller than me. I love when the grass is that tall. So that's the only time that I really actually love Green Meadows. <laughs> yeah, it was – it's really ridiculously tall. Yeah, good. Okay, good. I have a session there on Friday. It's really pretty right now, I will admit. I figured it would be because of the leaves changing and stuff. But go at, like, 5 o'clock. Do not go. My anywhere. session's at 4.30, so – I was going to yeah. say, do not go any later. Yeah. Yeah. Especially any any place right now. Like, there's another beautiful park in Alpharetta. And... Um, the G. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But, like, people know about it. But it's... But so many photographers know about it. And it just... It gets so infiltrated it's like bugs you know they just swarm there yes but it's i don't know it's just so crazy like as soon as the weather hits 50 degrees all of the photographers are out and about doing sessions here it's just crazy 100 percent, yeah and that's what we want to stay away from so if we don't share a location with you it's really not that deep <laughs> most of them like i will share but there's like three that i won't one because it's public it's private property and i probably shouldn't be on there two um it doesn't i don't want the beauty to get destroyed 
and I did my engagement session there. So it's really special to me and I just don't want people going there and messing it up. And then three, yeah, the, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> I'm actually a nature girl. So like, I don't want people just destroying the place. So yeah, that's how I feel. I probably have the same three. Yeah. Oh, you took your engagement pictures there? What? What engagement pictures? I'm kidding. Girl. Anyway, off topic, but I got my I, I got my Halloween costume today and I called I called Haley and I was like, I literally cannot wait to show you this. And she thought I was gonna pull show her an engagement ring. I was like, no. <sighs> another day, another disappointment. Sorry guys. We're yeah, real. Anyways, is that all that we had to say? Yeah, that's all we have to say about community over competition. I mean, we didn't really say much, but at the same time, we said a lot. So, you know, we go. said a lot. We, I feel like it's a topic that doesn't get talked about because, like, who's going to make a post about it? You know what I mean? Me. Ooh, I wanted to say real quick. TikTok, uh, the community, especially, like, Ooh. wedding TikTok – Oh my god, so bad, so bad. If you ever see anything on photography TikTok, do not listen to them, please. I mean, granted, if it's like cute shoes or like I like bride TikTok, but not photography, like wedding photography. TikTok. No, I saw a video the other day, and I was like, "There's no way." Yes, I know what you're talking about because you sent it to me. This I girl was basically like, I charge $10,000 and this is how I do it. And she's like, I ask the client what type of style they want. And then I cater 100% to them. And I was like, okay, go you, girl. Go you. I think I that's was like, that ain't going to work. Like, that's nearly impossible if you want a sustainable business. Like, you need a niche down. And like hone in and be a pro at what you're doing. But I feel like she was just a hundred percent fibbing because I did end up stalking her Instagram and it all looked the same. It all looked the same. Alrighty guys. We're signing off. We love you. And we miss you. Illy, bye. (laughs) (laughs) You can find the podcast on Instagram and TikTok, and you can listen on Spotify, Apple, and really anywhere that you can find podcasts. So that is all. That is a wrap. Thank you for listening. And we'll hear you next time. Bye. Bye.